All right, guys, this is uh, Ryan Seaman and friends. Thanks for tuning in again on Adobe Radio. And, uh, you know, I can't believe my show's been going on for two and a half years now. It's kind of crazy. And thanks for everybody who's listening. And this week's episode is really special because I have a guy that I've, I've kind of known him for like a minute. We've only met in real life twice. So I met him, I met him 10 years ago. Like a ago. literal minute. Yeah, I met him like 10 years ago at like some bar in New York. Yeah, yeah. And then I met him again uh, when he hit me up on the Instagram and was like, hey, I'm in town. You know, I would love to meet you before we do uh, this this tour that we're about to do. And so I have Daniel Armbruster from the band Joywave. Dan- Daniel, thank you so much for, for just taking the time out of your busy day to, to be on my show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, sorry, I kind of started talking during your intro there. I have to say, I thought there was going to be some type of like air horn intro to the show or something or <laughs> crazy fireworks of some type. And so far, uh, I'm very disappointed. You know, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it's, it's never it's never too late for that, though. You know, I mean, oh, it- we can add them in. Sure. Well, this is, well, but I mean, this is live. This is a live recording right this, now. This is a live recording for and for people that are finally tuning into this. I just want to let everybody know that uh, we are going on tour together, and it starts next week. And you can buy tickets from either of our websites. I prefer if you buy tickets from our website, but if you wanted to buy tickets off of Joy Wave site, you can also do that as well. Mm-hmm. Joywavemusic.com/tour. It's the superior way to purchase tickets for the Welcome to Helvetica tour starring Joy Wave and featuring, I don't know how, but they found me. Okay, well, I highly disagree. Uh, Mm. I was going to say, you could go on our website. That's the thing about (laughs) co-headline. This is going to be such a fun tour, man. I can't can't wait, honest to God. You know, if you're listening to this right now, um, the tour is next week, but we recorded this uh, moments ago, meaning like two months ago. You know, how crazy was moment. July and the first half of August, by the way, Dude, just so many, so many things unexpected happened. things that happened in the world. Who could have seen whatever Taylor Swift did coming? It yeah. was just so <laughs> surprising when she did it. I, I, I love all of that. Daniel, geez, man, this is, this is great. I get to see your face too. You get to see my face a little bit. We're not well, in the I same to, town. I get to see the side of your head. <laughs> you get to see the side I get of to see, this camera. Yeah, I get to see you watching me. Yeah. So, all right. So Daniel, check this out, man. So the reason why I do this show is because I like to get to know uh, my guests just a little bit better, right? And, and so when we went to lunch, I only got to know you just like a little bit. But the reason why I bring people on the show is because I like to get their version of like, how they got started with whatever it is they're passionate about. So like, you know, I, I have actors and musicians and, you know, um, you know, singers or whatever business people that are in music, you know, it could be, it could be anybody. Sure. Like I, like a, a friend of mine that I went to high school with is now like a big reality star. And she told me her story, you know? So like, okay. I just, you know, hi, <laughs> yeah, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to bring you on because I think you're a really interesting guy. I think your band's fucking great. And, um, Yeah. And just, just my earliest memory of you is, uh, is your last band, but like, tell me how everything like got started for you just, just growing up and, uh, you know, cause you're, you're from, you're from Rochester sure. originally, right? Yeah. From, uh, Rochester, New York, uh, as well as the rest of my band, we went to high school together. Uh, we started playing in bands then, uh, we did a very unsuccessful 
big local band, which I'm sure uh, I, I'm sure you're familiar with. I'm sure everyone's familiar with. Uh, sure. You do really well in the you know the five miles around your house, uh, and then you drive six miles, and and no one's ever heard of you. Right, for sure, hundred uh, percent. And I think when you do that successfully in New York or LA, it works everywhere, and sure. someone goes, "Oh, this is working." And when you do it in Rochester, New York, uh, it just kind of dies out, and and that's the end. So you go um, to like Water Street, and then it's over. Oh yeah! Oh, right? we went to Water Street. <laughs> oh, we went to Water Street. Okay. Uh, and we did we did really well. Like we sold out like the big side of Water Street at one point, which but, is like most of the touring bands coming through didn't do that. Um, right. Well, but, I mean, like, how old were for you when this us, was happening? Like, like, take me uh, back to, like, you're, you know, to, like, like, I don't know, like, middle school or 20, high school. Ni- okay. 19, 20. Like, it, like, it was, like, right after high school. Um, so we're 19, 20, something like that, yeah. after high school, doing a local band. And uh, a couple things went right for us. Okay. And back in those days we occupied more we were more in like a jimmy world kind of space where like fringes of emo but like pop rock kind of um and we had uh the very big at the time producer mark trombino liked the band and brought us out to la to work and he had done uh the blink 182 record uh dude ranch that made me buy a guitar to begin with he did uh, Clarity for Jimmy sure. World, which is one of my favorite records. Uh, you know, it, most people listening probably know the middle. He did that. Yeah. And, uh, he also so owns he was Donut like, Friend. That's like... he owns Donut Friend now, <laughs> right? Which is yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he he brought us out to L.A. and uh, recorded some songs for us, and uh, it it didn't work. Okay. And it was kind of a time when all bands were doing that. So people were signing, like, I don't remember the exact thing that someone said, but it, it was something to the effect of, like, oh, we we were looking for a band with a singer with blonde hair or so, some like, something like that where you just, like, can't believe it was said. Uh-huh. And uh, that was kind of the moment when I realized, like, and I, and I understand that people still do make music like that and some people still like it and that's cool but uh but but it it became so ubiquitous that it was like uh you know i I was like there's no differentiating factor here and uh there's nothing that makes you unique right right and and basically um you know whoever was running the door at uh that whole part of the music industry wouldn't let us in so we uh we said, you know what? We're going to do something totally different. We're going to do exactly what we want to do. Okay. And that way, if we fail, when we fail, you know, we've, we're just, we're not trying to fit any mold. We're not trying to sound like another band or our favorite band or, or anything like that. And that was kind of the genesis of Joywave. And we left uh, all of that behind. And that's kind of as like uh, the Fallout Boy stuff is like getting really big. Okay. So and this was like, so this was like early, like, give me, give me like the year you think of like when you, when you went out to LA, this was like 2008. Okay. Yeah. 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 Seven or eight. So somewhere in there and that, and so it's all like going mainstream and like, it's like hot topic starts to look like warp tour. And we right. were like, uh, where we are 
unbelievably done with this. I like I like that you said that because my my rendition of Warp Tour was was like punk rock, you know, and then it turned into this whole mall, you know, experience afterwards. Sure, you know what I'm saying though, like. Yeah, I mean, I went, I went to Warp Tour 2003. I saw Glassjaw. It was so sick. So and good. then I don't think I went again. <laughs> Wait, that, yeah, that's that's reasonably true. Okay, yeah, I just, you know, for me, it's like, yes, that was a huge part of my life, and I've done more of those than I would like to openly admit. But at the same <laughs> time, but at the same time, that it's kind of what what shaped me, you know, a little bit. Just just those totally. experiences, you know. Um. Anyway, the, but veering back to you, so. So you come out to LA, you do this thing with Mark Trombino, you find out, hey, you know what? This isn't really the this isn't really the landscape that we're trying to, to cover. So you go back home, you 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 do the drawing board again. And it, at this time you guys have like a a pretty big fan base up in up in uh in Rochester. Is that like Yes, okay. and, and I mean legit only in Rochester. Um okay. you know, we, we tried to do one tour and it was like one person would show up in Iowa or sure. something like that and had heard the band on like MySpace or something. Definitely. Um so, yeah, so so we're just like, okay, it didn't work. Um, and I just sat in my parents' basement for like a couple years writing songs okay. and uh, getting a bit than I was and saying, you know what, I don't have to just make music that's two guitars, a bass, and drums. Right. And I, I can actually do anything because uh i have a computer here and that was kind of a thing where like previously i'd probably been using a computer as like a tape machine to like demo something sure you know and that was the extent of it and then it became suddenly a tool to make everything else possible and then i think i think as our band has gone on like some of the more traditional rock instruments have come back once we like got over the idea there there was this period where we were like all guitars are bad because because it like it it, like it didn't work for us like when we were holding guitars right and then um but now i think we're having like we're a little bit older now we're like okay no the thing that didn't work is um you know we weren't very good Okay. I mean, you know, sometimes it takes people a while to, to figure that, that out. You know, like um, it could be like the band's problem instead of like the people that are behind the band, you know, yeah. for, for the yeah. reason why something might not work. I, I've had resentments for years for, for some people that work for like some of my last bands, but I think it was like, well, maybe it wasn't them, you know, it could, it could have just, it could have been me, you know, it could have been. Yeah. I, and, and I mean, the other thing could have been is that we named our band the Hoodies, which is like the worst band name of all time, like legitimately band, okay, the worst. Band, ma- band names don't fucking they don't matter. I mean, dude, we that's what I thought, and then and then I and then I feel like it did. Okay, yeah. So we're so Dallin and I were also in a band called the Brobex, and we played to like nobody. So maybe maybe it was because of that name, but I also think that it's also right place, right time as as well. You know. Like just, just that hint of, sure. hint of luck, you know, that stroke of luck that, that everybody needs, you know, because, because again, you, you even said it earlier, but I, I say this on all my episodes that nine times out of 10 bands fail. And the one in 10 that succeed were the ones that were too stupid to stop. Oh, dude. That's it's music. It, yeah. It, it's, that's like 98%, I think of <laughs> success in, in anything sure, okay. is just, is other people get bored, take their ball and go home. Right. And if you are psychotic and delusional, you stay. And eventually 
you're the only person left and someone's like, man, uh, you know, or they're picking teams or whatever. And someone's like, I guess, I guess it's Dan's turn. I guess it's Ryan's turn. Like there, there's literally nobody else. And then, and then you get your shot. And and I think you have to, you have to be good right. once you get it. Right. Sure. Like and yeah. it takes a long time to, to get good, but to, to get the opportunity, like, I don't know anyone I know. This includes, you know, people like me from Rochester where it's hard to get noticed. Anyone I know who has stuck with it to that point has been successful in some regard where it might not be like maybe you wanted to have an artist career and you ended up having a songwriting career or right. a production career or a mixing career, or you set out to be a songwriter and you ended up having an artist career. You you end up having things that are adjacent. Right. Um, and I think you still have to count that as success because like you might've, you might've picked wrong. Like you, you might want sure. to be the person holding the microphone so bad, but that might not actually be, be your best skill like right. maybe writing is your best skill or or maybe you end up acting or, or something else but but to end up in the entertainment industry at all i think it's i think it's that it's just time right. and eventually you're gonna get asked to do something and like money shows up and says hey this this confirms that like you're actually good at this right or you could be like a podcaster no, I'm just kidding. You, you could <laughs> be a professional podcast. You could get asked by Adobe Radio for like a year if you want to do a show and you say no for like the year. But then but I'm then a drummer, man. I'm like, but dude, what am I going to talk about? Dude, I can't. I honestly, Dan, I'm not joking. I can't believe I've had this like show or this platform for like two years. I have to turn in something literally every single week, you know, for Adobe. Yeah. And so um, it gets hard because like I, I tour. You know, so I, I back, yeah. I back catalog all of this shit, you know, that, that we're doing. Yeah. And well, about I, I'm very interested to see you play the drums cause I've never seen you play the drums. Oh, and, okay. That's and, good. Yeah. And y y y I assume you're a good drummer because people ask you, but, but it's also like, you might be a terrible drummer and you're a really good radio host. Right. That, hey, you know what? You're I, not, I don't think, I don't think that's the case, but sure. But, 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 but you're a very personable guy who, who people like. So, it, so it makes sense to me that like, you know, this door would be opened to you. Fair by, enough. It is harder to get guests than one would think, you know what I mean? Especially guests that are like fucking awesome, like such as yourself, you know, but I'm glad I made this like relationship with you. So I had the balls to be like, Hey, Daniel, can you come on this show and talk to me? And, you know, and just take the time out of your day because you're probably writing. You're writing a bunch. I know you are. So this hour could have been you finding the best course of all time. But instead, no, you're on Ryan. <laughs> yeah. and Friends. Instead, I'm recapping the history of the hoodies with right. you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what, though, man? Like I have. Uh, no, dude, there's a screen grab you sent me the other day of like you, it was like you and me at lunch with like Anthony or something. And it was yeah. like, oh, you're with like the guy from the bigger lights or whatever. God, dude, that made oh, me yeah, laugh someone said so that. Yeah. hard. So hard. <laughs> so people don't forget, man. It's just like, I don't know if it, it follows you everywhere. But dude, I remember the minute I started talking, I'm like the hoodies, you know, and Ben and just everything. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? I know. I know. And then somehow he brought up like Jack Vanek or like Nicole Buckley <laughs> for some reason, man. Uh, who knows? And that, hey, and all the forces are coming together. So, um, so yeah. Okay. So Dan, so, so now you start your band joy wave, right? Yeah. You say, you say you're in your, you're in your parents' basement for like two years. 
you're experimenting yeah. things like what what happens once the product is is done what happens when you figured out finally what joywave is and what you are like what's what what happens from there in your career so we start playing shows okay um, are you a local band at this point like did you get signed yeah. like what's take me through the no, process no, of it all yeah I'm, yeah I'm yeah so curious. so we're a so we're a local band we're much we do much worse in rochester than the hoodies did okay. people frequently say things like the hoodies were better or uh why did you stop doing the hoodies that was good and this is bad um wow but yeah yeah i'm Ruthless. just i'm well, has hasn't anyone ever said that to you? Never. Every project. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Every everyone is uh uh Everybody's a all their beliefs are formed by uh how old they were and what was happening in their life sure. when they heard something. Um, yeah, see, I've always been check this out. I've always been like the really young guy at the punk show or the really old guy at the fucking alternative emo. If okay. that makes sense. You know, that's that's me. Is I I'm just I'm still around, you know. I'm like a uh, I can't leave. I can't. Why can't you just go back and do the bigger lights, man? It was so much better than IDK. How my parents were still together. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I still, you know, but like all the bands that I've been in for the most part, like I still talk to like everybody, you know. Yeah, I do. I yeah. talk. I talk. We all have like friendships, and we're all cool, and just like I don't know, just shit happens, you know. Um, yeah, it's like people come and go out of your life. Or some yeah, people reappear, absolutely. and that's you yeah. know. So okay, so you're playing shows. People tell you your band sucks, and the hoodie yes. is better, uh, and yeah. that's the end. Okay, uh, cool. Now we're doing a tour. Awesome. No, um, <laughs> the uh, so so there we we took like a huge step back, like locally, but we started playing in New York, okay. like probably once every six weeks or so. Okay, and and we had this down. Ro- Rochester's about six hours from New York City, so okay. we would get our stuff from uh, my parents' basement, drive at like 8 a.m. to New York to make load-in at pianos or, or whatever. Pianos. I remember. Yeah. So I, used to get yeah. day, I used to get day drunk there. Pianos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Okay. That, that yeah. sounds right. Uh, and then, you know, play the show uh, and then grab our stuff and come home. And we'd get home at like three or four in the morning or five, something like that. And sometimes people would have to go to work. Um, but it was, it was that basically on repeat for honestly it, like, I remember it seeming eternal, like, like, uh, you know, well, we failed, but I knew that we would fail and I'm making things that I really love that I think are really true to, who I am as a person and I'm not considering like what would a record label think anymore? Like those, those thoughts kind of go away. Um, And then people start to show up a little bit um, because uh, this is the time when blogs start to kind of be the A&R guys. Um, Uh So, we started to do well on a website called hype machine that would aggregate all of the different blogs. Okay. Um, and basically if any song went to like the top 10 on the hype machine chart, uh, every A and R guy would start calling you. What, what and year was this now? Where, where are we in, in the story? This is probably, this is probably 20, this is 2013. Okay. 
Cool. Okay. So so this is so this chapter is probably 2010 to 2013. It's like okay. three years of driving to New York, playing, and and we did right at the end of the hoodies meet our manager Ben, who is still our manager, and yep. he was uh uh Mark Trombino actually introduced us to him. He's like, oh, you guys no are gonna love him. He's like around the same age as you guys. I think he's like going to be a really great manager, but he's kind of in like a similar spot to you guys. Huh. So. He's a really um, nice guy. I, I've I've met him great. a handful of times over the years. Um, I haven't talked to him in a, in a hot minute, but uh, you know, anytime I was in New York, we grabbed drinks. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's cool he's amazing. Um, so we so uh, basically he he would always try to like you know, email people and be like, come out, we'll put you on the list, and and of course we'd look at the right. list at the end of the night. There's like nine people and zero of them showed up. You, you know, it's, yeah. it's that kind of thing. But yeah. but then the song starts to do well on Hype Machine. Uh, and the song was uh, Tongues. Okay. Um, and so all these people from record labels start to circle back around. And uh, people who had told me no or ignored Ben or called Ben and be like, sure, keep, you know, keep me posted. Let me know when they write a hit, like that kind of thing. All those people come back around and they're like, hey, let's talk about uh, doing that deal since the song is already working. And we were like, no, absolutely not. And <laughs> right. and other labels were like, well, you know, we're going to send something over, but we got to figure out what producer we want to pair you guys with. And around that time, the label that we signed with, which is Hollywood Records, flew mm. me out to LA. And they are, you know, typically known for like Jonas Brothers and Miley Cyrus right. at that time, like kid star stuff. 100%. Um, which you know, we're, we're getting this look from hype machine and like Brooklyn people like us now. And we're kind of like inadvertently, like kind of cool. Um, and so we basically, I went there and they were like, who, you know, what, what do you want to do for a record? Who do you want to produce it? And I was like, well, you like what we've done so far. Right. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I produced that. So, you know, how about I just make it and, you know, we spend what we would spend hiring a producer on gear and they're like, yeah, that sounds fine. Um, so I was like, okay, done deal. Um, and it great. was it was kind of between that or this really small Brooklyn indie label. And we were like, it, it felt like the expected path for us in that moment to sign to a small Brooklyn label. And okay. we we're kind of contrarians. So we were like, isn't it way funnier to sign your life away to Mickey Mouse? <laughs> and and we, we explicitly asked, asked also if we could... Uh, sample the Disney films on our first record, and they said that we could. So we really? were like, "All right, well, that's a uh, no fucking I think way." We're gonna have to do that. Yeah. So, so the first record has samples from Fantasia, Bambi, Peter Pan. What? And you guys uh, got the clearance for all of that? Yeah. 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 Wow. So that, that, is, that was like kind of part of the, it, it wasn't like officially part of the deal, but like the president sure. of the label like gave me his word and, and was very much true to it and uh made it made it happen so dude that's so unbelievable okay so real quick we're at that point in the show where we have to take a quick commercial break can you believe it sure it's like we're like almost halfway done i can't believe this shit uh what what products do you think we're going to be selling in the next 15 seconds oh god i i don't know man (laughs) i'm on the spot now probably like like insurance or something okay cool eat fresh refresh yes exactly all right we'll be right back with daniel from joywave Ah, oh, Daniel, how come I didn't know that about you earlier, man? You should have told me that story. Uh, uh. 
So I'll just say, yeah, this is this is great. We're just dealing with all sorts of uh, technological things today. But we're back. We're back we're on back. the show. Daniel, God, thank you for coming on again. So you just Thanks heard all those wonderful advertisements, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay, so getting back to your story. So now we're at the point in your career where you signed the Hollywood record. So you go, you go for the majors, right? <laughs> with, with our band, it was like, it was one of those things where, you, you know, in like every band you ever try to be in, it's like you try to get people to just like give a shit, you know? This, yeah. was, this was the band where we didn't do that, where we were just like, we're just going to go play and do shows because it's fun and we want to do that. And right. that's, how, that's how our thing happened. But, I mean, we just built like a small fan base, you know, around our, our town. And we just kept playing shows. S- similar to you guys, except for, you know, I'm just saying similar in the sense where it's like, well, why not just go to the moon? Like, who cares, you know? Yeah. Like, like let's just, if we're going to burn down the labels, let's just do it now. You know sure. what I mean? So let's let's let's, make, not, let's not let's not burn mine down. No, no, no I don't want to burn yours down. Uh, okay. I definitely don't want to burn ours down either because they've done a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, You know what yeah. I'm saying? Though. Let's let's go. Let's yeah. shoot for the moon. That's what yes. I'm saying. Yes. So that's where we're at. Okay. So so now you're you're putting in Disney samples in your songs, which is yeah. which is crazy. Um. So what happens from there? So so you got you guys signed to Hollywood. What, did you did you feel like things were moving at like a, you know a reasonable pace like because you, you've been on the label now for for a minute right yeah like um i think we signed yeah almost nine years ago right and so i mean like they obviously yeah. believe in what and what you guys do we've been on our label now for like four years you know five, yeah, five years yeah. Almost, so yeah so um yeah so i i guess around this same time um i did a side project with a friend called big data ah and that kind of worked at exactly the same time. So uh, Big Data started to get calls from all the record label people. Okay. And uh, with that, it was a it was extremely fun because uh, it was all like you know people I had talked to or people from labels that had said no to me for many many years, and they would. Right they would hit us up and say, we had only released one song or two songs. One of them was Dangerous, uh-huh. and Dangerous started to get played on K-Rock. Ah, uh, okay. So that happened organically. It went to number one on Hype Machine. Blogs were posting about it. Okay. Uh, and so everyone would say, hey, I work for whatever record label. Um, I just, you know, just checking in. I see the EP is coming out on whatever day. Right. I, I'd love to hear it though, and we would email them back and be like, "That's awesome!" So, it, it, so that's the day it comes out, and then you can just hit purchase on iTunes, and um, and then you can hear it, uh, <laughs> which which was absolutely incredible. Oh, I bet for sure. Uh, so we didn't send it to anybody, right? And uh, and then that's like right the moment when Joywave signs with Hollywood Records, and then. Big Data becomes uh, just the guy who right. uh, who I did the project with, and I left that because he signed to Warner, we signed to Hollywood, and you know, like I said, me and the guys in Joywave grew up together. This was like a for fun Brooklyn weekends like side project thing sure. I was doing, where it was like I didn't expect it to turn into a thing, and then suddenly the song was running without us, and there was like no right. actual band there. Um, wow. so, it, so it was pretty easy to just be like, okay, well, we're going to go do the other thing. And then dangerous became retroactively big data featuring joy wave. 
That dude, that's such a cool story though, because it's like you're just creating something for fun and you're not expecting it to like chart right. anywhere or like do anything. You know, um, <clears throat> I mean, that's how that's how we that made our genesis. Band. Right. That that was the genesis of, yeah. of Joy Wave too. Is just let's do something for fun. Like we still love music, and even though we struck out, like we should, you know, still make things that that we love. And and it's that's that's always been the lesson to me of like, you know, I I tried mm-hmm. for like six years, yeah, more seven years or or something with the hoodies when I was a teenager and and early twenties and it didn't work. So like the, the lesson is like, don't not, not don't work hard, but like, don't try, like, don't, like, don't try to make something and be like, I bet people would like this. Like you've already failed, right? You know, like you have to make something that you truly love. And then other people go, I like that too. Right. Yeah. And and I think, I think when you're becoming an artist too, there has to be some individuality because, um, you know, for every, like, here's a really good example, like, like Billie Eilish, right? What other Billie Eilish is out there? There's, there's not, you know, she's like her own kind of thing. But if, if there is, there, it means there's like, there's like carbon copies of that or like a, like a Post Malone or a fucking, um, I was going to say like, even, even like a, somebody like a fallout boy. Yeah. There's like a, a lot of them, but like they were the one that got successful. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I can't imagine how many meetings took place in every label of people being like, we got to find Billie Eilish. And it's like, right. Then you're going to have to raise one. Cause it's her and her brother. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to, you're going to you know, have to raise like one. Every, everyone go home and uh, have a child and they, <laughs> we'll start there. You know, like I have two kids. Right. And then in, in, in like 13 years, they're just going to be musical prodigies. And then yeah, it's all going to yeah. work out. Cause we're making this plan <laughs> for, for now. So, um, no, but okay. So, so now you're, so, so you, so you do the song with your friend, big data yep. and then you, and then you guys go your separate ways. So yep. when, it, when did you guys, when did joy wave start like hitting it hard on the road? And when did you start seeing the success of just all the things that you've like put into light? So we started to wait. It was really weird because the, uh, the big data song did really well, like immediately, right. like I, like I won like a BMI award that oh year or that I, but I couldn't go because I had to play in Cincinnati with joy wave that night. Uh, <laughs> and so like, so like our, like Ben went and accepted the award for me and the label staff. And they said like, uh, uh, they were like, Oh, like, uh, Taylor Swift was singing the song when it played. I'm like, I would have liked to have seen that. Right. Uh, but, but I, but I met, bogarts in cincinnati or whatever it is oh yeah Uh, bogarts bro yeah but but it was it was interesting because that was like like that song that song is still really big like it's it's like one and a half times platinum now like it still gets used in all sorts of things right so so it was interesting because the like the like have a hit thing was like Mm -hmm. checked like sure. like that box was checked like as we got there. Right. So it was so now it's like but but that didn't like yield any like I mean it it obviously yielded a tangible result but it wasn't like okay well now like there's all these people showing up to the tour or something. That okay. that came about because we did things the really long way. Um we started touring a ton in 2014 okay the first record came out in 2015 and probably from 2014 till 
2019, we were gone like 200 days a year, something like that. High, maybe a little bit under, but, um, just hitting hard. Yes. And, and opening like opening and opening and opening. And we go from first to four to first of three to direct support. And then we start doing some headline tours, but it was just that. And you know what? 10 fans can we make tonight opening for whatever other right. band which is which is the long way but i but i think it's the good way because like the people who are in now I, I like we have amazing fans and they're they're like all the way in they're not like they're not like oh i like dangerous or oh i like tongues they're like what is track nine on <laughs> album three about you know like they're they're yeah, like very they're in much and yeah yeah I, I love that. Yeah, because I, you know, I had heard of you guys only, like, because I would see some, like, we were talking about this, I think, at lunch, but I, I'd, I'd heard of you guys because, you know, so there were some people coming to our shows wearing Joywave t-shirts, and I was like, who is this band, right? And I think it was maybe vice versa for you guys as well. Yeah, I, th- I think we had some IDK house shirts at our shows, and right. I was like, <laughs> who is that? But I think but I think the, the partnering up, because I mean, like, I don't know, man, like, you and I come from sort of similar backgrounds, you know? Like, I... Look, I, and we talked about this at lunch too, but like, like I loved Saves the Day growing up. I loved Get yeah. Up Kids. I loved um, anything that was like on Vagrant back in the day. That's what I loved doing. And, you know, pretty soon, like your tastes evolve and they change a little bit and you get to, you get older and, you know, maybe you don't need to hear about how like your mom grounded you, you know, in, in school and like your girlfriend dumped you, you know, from like. Blink one eighty two or something like maybe maybe that doesn't that's, that's resonate with a thirty five year old man. So that, well, no, that's actually what the next Troy Wave record is going to be about. Oh, sweet, about okay. My mom grounding me. <laughs> but yeah, but you know what I mean. It's just like so. It's like I have such a soft spot in my heart for like all that stuff because it's it's what I it's what I grew up on. But then I also want to challenge my intellectual side with with crazier things. You know, like um, I don't know if you know any any of this shit, but basically, so when I moved out to L A, I was in this band called Fairview right right when i graduated yeah. high school and like all we did for two and a half years was like showcase for people that's it because yeah. like at the time that i joined that band it was like they they had just played coachella already and they had played like the mars volta's first show and then i think it was like my third or fourth show with them i remember being at the troubadour and we were opening up for this band called the start do you remember that band Mm-mm. no it was like uh it was like guitar player from uh that band snot or sorry the drummer from snot and his, uh, his wife had, like, this, like, electro whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is, I played this show in Hollywood, and it was my first um, taste at, like, success. This, this, this like, dad-looking guy with, like, bedazzled jeans, you know, came up to me and was like, hey, I'm a Hollywood producer, and I love your band, and I'd like to work with you guys. And then I said, oh, well, what bands have you done? And he's like, well, I did appetite for destruction and use your illusion from guns and roses and i was like oh wow those are re- that those are really big records like yes let's let's work together and see what can happen and so we worked together for six months then you threw a terrible contract in front of our face and we didn't sign it because we would have sold our soul and then that made our band uh kind of dissolve and then we turned into this band called kiev that's still around and uh, I was a founding member, and now it sounds like ever since I left the band, it sounds like um, it sounds like Radiohead B sides. But I, okay. I think they are so fucking incredible. But I just we just didn't have the same uh, vision. Like they didn't want to tour all the time. I wanted to tour all the time, you know. Sure. So there, it, it's just about being comfortable, I guess. But it's just like I don't know. Being in a band, you you experience so many different stories and so many different things that like 
you get lost in like how you got to where you are. And right. like, that's, that's why I like to bring people like just getting in touch with like yourself, like, okay, like it's looking back. It's like, you, you've done so much with, with your life that, that nobody even realizes, you know what I mean? It's just like, I think when people go see a band, they just think like, Oh, they just put out a song and they got successful. And it's like, you don't, you don't get to hear about like all the bullshit that goes behind getting to play, you know, for the, the 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, you know? dude, I, I, um, <laughs> I, I have a, th- I have a thick enough skin now where if someone is like, that band sucks, like about us, or like, I hate your song, or I hate your voice, or I hate whatever. I'm like, that's fine. Different people like different things. Yeah, like like your mustache isn't as good as my mustache. That's fine. You know? Yeah, well, like, no one would ever say something that crazy. <laughs> but but uh but you know, like that that's like I get it. Like right. but if someone is like you pieces of shit have had things handed to you and you I'm oh. like how fucking dare you exactly like like you have no idea <laughs> yes zero idea like how 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 much you've had to travel around you're the you're the one of three on a fucking bill you're getting paid a hundred bucks for a show and then you go crash on someone's floor that you met at the yeah. show or some shit yeah, back then anyway I could never do that now because like oh, life oh. is weird but Sa- yeah sa- same but yeah, yeah. we absolutely like hoodies days I, you know we'd yeah. finish the show and i'd be like does anyone have a yep you know a floor we can sleep on because we we paid for a hotel exactly zero times in that band because we we're amazing. like we don't have any money right you know um and yeah i mean literally nothing ever went right for me till i was 29 so right. it, it was like basically all of my 20s i'm just failing and failing and failing and, and every so often yep. something something good would happen, right? Where like someone would be like, Hey, you know, I'm such and such a person. And like, you know me from this thing. And like, I really like your music and maybe I can show it to somebody or, or right. Like maybe I can help somehow. And, and like those things would never work out. But like just the fact that they would happen every so often was kind of like reassuring to me. And I have, I have a friend in, in Rochester. That's kind of like, that's like his thing now. Like he got signed and he got dropped recently or his label folded, but, okay. but yeah, it's it, it, same thing where it's like, uh, you know, he's, he's like, is this going to happen? And then, you know, six weeks go by and this, you know, very famous producer or whatever is like, you're amazing. Let me work with you. You know, like these, right. these things, they come around and they happen every so often. It's like, Oh, thank God. Like, you know, it's not like, it's not just my delusional belief in myself or, or that I think I'm, you know, the greatest artist of all time or whatever, but like, you know, other people who know, like can hear it, like, like not all the time. Right. But like, but like there's little moments along the way of that where like you, you said they got like, okay, this guy did appetite of destruction. He's like, yeah, sure. The contract's going to be terrible or whatever, but he, but he looked at you and was like, this is good. And I can, like, I can, I can do something with this. Right. Which is like, and all I, I it's think gonna you cost to... you is your soul. <laughs> you know? Right, but but I get but yeah. I guess like even even though like it's a pretty gross system, like someone yeah. looking at you and being like, I can turn this into dollars is like right. something that has to happen with, with art. And that's like that's like how it's always been. Uh, is like you know, rich people buying paintings, right? Right. hundred you know? percent. Yeah. They see something in it. 
You know? Right. And then maybe right. maybe they take that painting and they, they keep it forever. They pass it down as like an heirloom or they like, or they sell well, it to somebody else for more. And then the artist who painted it, you know, is like burning the next painting to keep warm. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not, uh, good. it's not a good system. What a, what a, ter- what a terrible time. All right. Well, speaking of which we have to go to another commercial break, which is <laughs> it's actually a perfect one. <laughs> this is, yeah, this yeah. is a great time. Okay. We're so we're talking about to- some real stuff. Let's get the ad <laughs> revenue rolling. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with uh, Daniel from Joywave. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Daniel, what the fuck, man? You always save the good stories for, for when I had to. There. I had to. It was only right. a 15-second story, and that was the moment to, to say it. <laughs> why am I like this? Okay, uh, why are we like this? Who knows? Um, we're back. It, it's, it looked like you wanted to say something, and I stole your thunder. Is that right? Is that, is that what happened when we were coming back in? I thought no, you were something. I, no, I was just trying to. I was okay. faking you out that I was going to ruin your silence. <laughs> Fake out. Oh man, I dude, I can't real real quick. I can't wait for this tour. Like legitimately, I'm so fucking excited. It's like, it's going to be extremely fun. I think. Yeah, it's going to be bananas. My my uh, my parents are coming out to the day off in St. Louis. Okay, we're, we're going to hang out at, at at the hotel that we talked about. Oh, so it'll be fun. You know, it'll be it'll be a good time. I think that'll be great. Getting it out of the way early on, you know, just like bringing the family out. And then do they do they always come to a date on the tour? Uh, the, yeah, typically, like if, if it's near if it's near them, you know, like if it's uh, if it's within driving distance, they, they live in Nashville. So, I mean, that's like okay. one of the closer places that we're because we're not hitting Nashville. But uh, right, right. Nashville's so weird, man. It's like really hit or miss when, when you go there. Nashville. Um, yeah. For, for me. It's my least favorite city to play. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hit or miss, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not meant for our, our bands. Not only that, it's that everyone in the audience watching you could play the songs better than you are playing them. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or or write a better song and you know it. And they, well, no, I don't, I don't think they can write a better song. I think they can, I think they can play better. And I think they're sitting there going i should be on the stage because i can play better and i think they don't understand that uh they have to write a better song <laughs> that, that's that's my slightly informed i love that that's so good idea of nashville it's oh, fucking great so okay um so now we're at the point again where you're starting to see success with this band you're starting to, you're starting to hit the you're hitting the, the pavement you're you're opening up for fucking everybody when do you think was like the defining moment in your career where you're like okay now this is sustainable. I don't have to work a job outside of joint. Like what's, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, what, what defined the, the, the pinnacle for your band? Uh, I think, I think jobs went away by the end of the first record cycle. And I mean, I mean like loosely because everyone like, you know, had something at home and was like, had like a cool boss or something right uh, you know it was like oh you can go away for four but it got to the point where it was ridiculous right like i think uh paul our drummer got fired he worked as a line cook at olive garden for like so long like maybe man maybe like seven or eight years but he got fired as we were playing, we were flying to LA or back from LA. We okay. played, we played Kimmel. So the boss called and is like, Hey, this is, uh, he, he was like, I know you're not 
really going to care and that you're playing Kimmel tonight, but uh, like you can't work here anymore. And he's like, no That's way. Fine. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that was it, it, yeah, yeah. They were they were just like, you haven't been here in so long. And he was like, he's like, all right, I'll see you on TV tonight. <laughs> wow. That's kind of, that's actually that's actually a really awesome story. Yeah, yeah, he he was like cool about it, but um and our guitar player got fired from his job because we got asked to play like three or four shows with the Killers like right before the mm. first record came out right. and we got asked with like 3 day, 3 days notice and like that's one of our favorite bands. Like like that was sure. a band for us that like um like my parents didn't listen to music growing up. So, you know, I found things like saves the day and Jimmy world and right. brand new from other kids. But I remember hearing the killers and being like, what is this? And right. Oh my God, there's a keyboard. And that like opened my eyes to things like new order and you know, everything that That's awesome that band loved. And right. I, and I had no idea existed. And it was like very important in me kind of like rejecting, you know, what I had like where I had, started trying to make music um but but yeah so we got asked to do that and uh the grocery store he worked for was like you cannot have the time off and he was like i'm telling you i will not be here and they were like if you don't show up you're fired he's like they are arena shows with the killers and uh, <laughs> they, they wouldn't give him the time off so he's insane played the shows and and they fired him when he got back and and uh it, it was amazing because the I think he said his direct manager was like very upset with him was like, now you've done it. You know, we have a meeting with HR today and walked him upstairs uh, with HR. And then the girl who was in HR had gone to high school with us and he didn't realize it. So she's like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, well, I, you know, we opened for the killers last night and she's like, Oh my God. And he's like, yeah, it's going really well. So, uh, you know, I'm getting fired now. And she's like, Oh, She's like, well, I mean, that's awesome. Like, you're, you know, you're making the right choice. And the boss is like, no, no, hand him the pink slip, you know? Yeah. And uh, uh, so it was, it was, a, I think it was a pretty that's good firing. Fu- that's fucking great, man. I think, I think for us with, with IDK, like my defining moment was when um, we, we got to play Reading and Leeds for the first time. But it was mm-hmm. like, we, like our first time in the UK, we sold out like a 700 cap room. And that's that to awesome. me, to, that to me, I was like, okay this is happening, you know? And then they're singing our songs loud, like back to us. And like, I'm just like down and I are looking at each other. I think he even made like a fucking, like a, like a wow face at me. You know, it was just, it was yeah. so incredible. Cause you don't, you don't get those moments um, that often in your life, you know? No. Yeah. I mean, it, it and I, I think those moments kind of like, I don't want to say they like mean more, but they, they kind of do. Cause right. then like, everything like you know like that like that's the that to me is the interesting part like you know we're talking about like okay well then what happened then what happened it's like well you know we played coachella we did all these giant tours mm-hmm. like we you know we like uh we played red rocks like uh yeah. you know we've we've done these awesome things and and i kind of like gloss over them because i'm like so these so this guy who told the hoodies no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know he right. comes back around and i'm like <laughs> yeah you know, it's uh, it's it's crazy. Just the the timeline compresses, right. and um, we d- we did get a cool moment this year. Uh, uh, our our headline tour for we put out a record this year called Cleanse, which is our fourth record, and we headlined Nine Thirty Club and sold it out, which That's is it. like amazing. That's like awesome. I, one of my favorite things growing up was there was this, like bootleg of 
Jimmy World playing the 930 Club like the day that Clarity came out, which is one of my favorite records. Was it like and, on uh, on T? Like was it like a film? Because I saw one I of those things. Was... I saw one with like um, Goldfinger and like Safe Harris like back in the day. It's like live from okay. 930 Club. So I'm wondering if it was around. It might have been that same era. That's so think, that's so awesome. I think I downloaded it on like Morpheus or something. Okay. Or uh, uh, you know, one of the sure file sharing services. Right. Um, remember that? That was crazy. Yeah, like LimeWire, Napster. Yeah. yeah. I would I would go to yeah. school all day, come home, and like it would take like eight hours to load like a eight megabyte song. You know, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I contributed to the problem. <laughs> Sorry, Metallica. You know, yeah, it's, it's adapt yeah. or die, as as we as we talk about, just with like you know, technology. Are, are you are you a Metallica guy? I'm not. I'm really not. I, um, I I think they I think they suck. I I don't like Lars Ulrich's drumming. No, I don't like. He's the luckiest drummer in the world, but I I'm not. A, oh, it's yeah. not for me. You know, I I own a Metallica T-shirt, okay. and uh, I purchased it because. Uh, one year for Christmas, my aunt gave me like a $15 JCPenney gift card. And I was like, what am I going to get at JCPenney? I have no idea. So I a walked Metallica in shirt. And, had a Metallica shirt <laughs> and I thought that Lars would hate the idea of JC of Metallica being so lame that their shirts were that sold JC at JCPenney. Right. So I bought it on the spot. And I think it was also like, you know, 50% off. Like it might've been $8 oh, by the time so I rad. bought it register so i so i have that and anytime i wear it people try to talk to me about metallica and i'm like oh no 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 it's no, ironic no. one of my friends has a blink <laughs> I'm a jc penny fan <laughs> i'm not talking shit on blink i just gotta tell you a funny story so like uh a friend of mine he's a drummer and he has like this like giant blink 182 like tattoo on his like his knee and like somebody like looked at him one day he was he was like i don't know it, it was at, like i was somewhere he was wearing shorts and somebody looked at him and he he knew they were checking out the tattoo and he just looked at them and he's like yeah, I, I, I lost a bet. <laughs> that, was, that, was basically, that was basically it. Um, but yeah, no, actually, you know what? Enter Sandman was one of the first songs I learned how to play on drums from a, from a drum teacher. So, okay. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not like, I just don't like Metallica. That's, that's it, though. Yeah, so I, I just don't, I like, I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I, they're all better at instruments than I am. Like, I, I can't play any Metallica songs on guitar. I've, I mean, I've also never spent the time to, like, right. attempt that but uh it's funny you say that because i i absolutely you know would rip damn it on my guitar because i was like uh it was yeah. definitely dude mowing lawns and listening to dude ranch is dude. definitely where i was like maybe i should buy a guitar and uh which you know set off everything it's so, it's so interesting a lot of my guests i bring on they say that it all started for them either with green day or blink 182 it's fucking weird to me you know it's crazy and i and i think about that a lot yeah. Like, um, why? And, and I think that both those bands, like, not that, was not for that me. That was my band. You know what I mean? Like I, I went on that, that realm, which, which band green day. That was like okay. my everything. Back so then. like, I feel like the songs that both of those bands have, like in the nineties are, are pretty good. And like, and none of them are great players, and the songs aren't difficult, but right. like, but this, but they're still good or like memorable. So, I, so I think there's some level to that of like, oh, well, I can do that. Sure, it gives you hope. You know? Yeah, right, right, and you can see like, 
yeah, you can see somebody else and they had like a shitty paintbrush, but so, but somehow they made like a pretty like decent painting or like a full featured painting, right. like despite not being like the greatest players, 100%. you know, the singers well, or whatever. Well, dude, we have like, we have like two, I think we have like three minutes left on the show, which is kind of crazy how this, this went by. Thank you also for, for people that don't know, um, we had like a system error. It crashed on the show. Uh, some of his outputs were too loud for Adobe's uh, listening pleasure. So Daniel, you know, technology, we're not in the same room. It sounds like we're in the same room because it just yeah. sounds that great, but we're very far away from each other. And God, I'm just, I'm so happy you're able to come on the show. So um, a couple more things, like if, if people want to find you, you know, that we're going to be on tour yeah. together like next week, because this is when yeah. this is airing. It's airing right. like a week away. So I'm hoping that there aren't that many tickets left you know, for the sake of that, we get to have an awesome show, but also, um, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? If they want to check you out. Well, I think, um, uh, texting Ryan would probably be the, the the best way because he'll, he'll be near me. (laughs) Uh, I, I think, uh, at joy wave on socials is good. Uh, and then, um, I personally have been launching uh, an influencer account on Instagram called at influence by Daniel. Uh, It's going very well. Panera bread offered me a $35 gift card a couple months ago to, uh, to influence for them, which I turned down because I didn't (laughs) want to eat Panera bread, but uh, uh, everyone, everyone should, uh, should check that. I'm trying to get out of music and into influencing, you know, my, my true, my the, true the, passion. The real, the real, yeah. See, right, I, the real stuff. Right. I wanted to do music uh, to be a content creator, not to actually make <laughs> art. So you know, I'm I'm on my way. You know. Do you have a Do you have a TikTok? Uh, barely, not really at all. I just I have I have a platform for it, and I've never posted a video. Yeah. And I have 1,600 followers. Just letting you know. So that's look pretty, out, Daniel, for doing nothing. Absolutely, I didn't do yeah, shit. Yeah. I didn't fucking do shit. You know, I'm just kidding. I don't That's know. sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm too old, man. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I, think, I can't do the. I can't I either. Can't God, Daniel. Oh my God. All right. Well, dude. Um. God, I hate cutting this short because I still want to keep talking to you. You're just. You're so great. The, the band's gonna be really fun. It's We're gonna, gonna have so much right. time a week from now to hang out. True. We are. You know, a, around the clock. So. Yeah, so th- right now you're listening to past Daniel and Ryan, and sure. but even though when we're they're in the still current, friends, but when yes, they're still friends, they are, are you still gonna, friends. Now, Ryan, are you planning to sound check like into the first notes of the Joywave set, or or uh, or you'll you'll have that done by the time we I'm go? I'm not on. giving away any surprises. First off, <laughs> and second second off, maybe we do cover a song by you guys. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we'll I'd see like what happens. To see it. Yeah, I think it'd be fucking hilarious. For me. Be yeah. good for me. <laughs> hey, and if you covered one of our songs, it'd also be good for us, you know? So let's do it. I okay. I mean, that's that's future us problems, but yeah, here we are. They'll figure so, it out. Okay, cool. Well, hey, uh, coming up next is Gone Fishkin on Adobe Radio. Daniel Armbruster, thank you so, so, so fucking much for coming on my show today with all the technical thank stuff. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's going to be a fun tour. It is. All right. Um, and we'll see you next week here on Ryan Seaman and Friends and come check out our bands on tour together. Uh, next week and we'll be touring all the way through end of September. So stick around for Gompishkin. Thank you everybody.